Hey everyone, Tyler here. Um, this episode is uh, covering a movie about some pretty serious stuff, and um, we just wanted to make sure we put something at the beginning of the episode to let you know ahead of time that um, we're going to be talking about some pretty messed up subjects, um, including sexual assault and rape. So uh, if those things are triggering for you, we just wanted to let you know ahead of time so you can skip this episode promptly and move on to the next one if uh, that's out by the time you're listening. But yeah, if you're still here, uh, then uh, please enjoy this episode of Film School. How are you? I feel like Great. we might need to get into this one because like, <laughs> I don't know how our, like... our early banter is going <laughs> to... Really? Yeah, I feel like this this might be a hard episode to be like funny. <laughs> Except this movie's so funny. Is this money? This movie's hilarious. I was cracking up at some of the shit Bo Burnham was. Saying. Yeah, I he, um. He was he for me. He was probably the funniest part, like in yeah earlier in the film. But okay, well, so welcome to Film School. Um, I, I'm Courtney. <laughs> That's Tyler. You know it's. You know, it's a weird episode when I'm doing the introduction. <laughs> um, we watched A uh, Promising Young Woman. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going <laughs> to gonna lay out all my cards out on, on the table. Yeah. I fucking loved it. Yeah. From start to finish, I didn't look at my phone once besides oh, to take notes. Yeah, me neither. I didn't even take that many notes. That's why I didn't and... text you for so long. <laughs> That's why I didn't text yeah. you back. I by by the end of it, I I was like, I kind of just want to start it over and watch it again. <laughs> it was it was crazy, but okay. So how you say you loved it? Yeah, like I, uh, yeah. But watching 100%. it, watching it, how did it make you feel? I. I laughed so hard. Yeah, same. I felt super anxious at points. I cried at one point. I cheered at one point. <laughs> I felt so many things, and I feel like that's why I loved it so much, because I was fully in it. Yeah, that's that's fair. But for me, the the overriding uh, emotion was was just awful. I <laughs> oh, uh, really? No, I mean... I will also say that I loved it, but God, I just felt like anxious the whole time and like just, uh, I don't know. Anxious because you were just waiting for something bad to happen? Y yes, and just how she was like in such a bad place mentally. Yeah. And we're following, I mean, we're following her. So like, um, and she does a great job. She's Yeah, I felt like um Yeah, it's it's such an interesting like like arc because the whole time you're just watching this completely broken person. Yes. Like that's the that's the whole movie is this this woman is destroyed. Yeah. You know? Um emotionally. And the but the beginning she comes off as like, Yeah, fuck you, I'm so I'm cool, yeah. I'm like yeah. in I'm a badass, I'm in control. And then she starts with Bo Burnham. Yeah. And she's like really happy so then you feel happy and you're like oh maybe she can move on and then at the end you're like 
oh, she's a broken person, but now I'm seeing that it's not, like, it's not her, like, taking charge of her rage and being, like, in control. It's her, like, fucking up her life because she can't move on. Yeah. And I thought the, that whole arc, I was like, chef's kiss. Yeah. Like, I just, I thought it was so, um, like, compelling and unique. Yeah. But for me, well, I mean, for you too, but, like, the the overriding emotion was heartbreak i was so i felt so bad for her <laughs> like oh yeah ugh. for sure um it's, it's interesting because it's i'm not a person who does well in like horror movies or really even thrillers i don't like i hate a jump scare or anything like that i i just like that feeling of anxiety of waiting for that to happen yeah i like almost can't handle this i felt like e- even when there were moments where i was like oh i don't know if i can like deal with this i was like i want to keep watching yeah 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 it was just i mean it's i feel like it's a tragedy like this yeah. this would be considered a tragedy because it doesn't uh, <laughs> at uh, one point in my notes i was like uh so no justice and that was like oh okay some justice <laughs> but still it's just like that is not a I wouldn't consider it a happy ending. No, but I don't think it was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think so either. But um also like if you haven't seen this movie, you should watch it. Yeah. Anyone listening, we're going to spoil all of it. And it's it's a movie that I would like care if it was spoiled. Yeah. But there's big twists. So if you haven't watched it and you're going to do it before you listen to this. So remember last week <laughs> when I said when we were talking about watching this and one of the things I said was I don't want to watch all my favorite male comedians acting like rapists and assholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was not fun. I didn't I didn't like it. But I think they did a good job, I guess. <laughs> so that was not fun. But um <laughs> but uh some of the when they when they finally there was always with with each of the with with each of the guys there's a, there's always a point where they turn into a pussy because they're all fucking jackoffs so mm-hmm. that was always a fun moment because the comedian was able to like <laughs> play it up like what's what's that guy's name from vice or uh veep uh <laughs> What is Vice? Oh, that's um, yeah. Dick Cheney. Very different. Yeah. Um, Sam Richardson. Yeah. <laughs> when he when when he did the flip, well, when she did her flip, and he he like ran away like crying. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. And uh, well, it was also um, I read a bunch of stuff from um, the like writer director, and she was talking about like casting. Like, the casting was so intentional in that they wanted to cast all these male comedians that you felt, like, comfortable with. That, like, yeah. audience would automatically have a sense of goodwill towards. So yeah. then when they did these things, you're like, oh, I guess, like, I shouldn't have made assumptions about that. And kind of the idea of, like, well, I don't want to hurt a man's reputation. I like this guy. So <laughs> I was like, it's all just so, like. Yeah. It worked on me. It, it works so well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, no. <laughs> McLovin was great. 
<laughs> I just I I feel like McLovin doing cocaine is uh, it makes sense. You know, he I was gonna say it was a clear trajectory. Yeah, from character to character. <laughs> he was the one character that as soon as like as soon as I saw him on screen, I was like, oh, this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, well, he was like immediately not. Yeah, endearing. but he's he's great at being that kind of skis skis ball. Yeah, I everyone was great in this. Yeah, um, every person like. It felt like there was, I mean, they're not really cameos, but it felt like there was like a bunch of cameos because there was a bunch of like smaller parts. Mm-hmm. And every like new person we saw was like, oh, Laverne Cox, I'm so excited. I was like, oh. <laughs> I wrote. Alison Brie, I'm so excited. Like, Jennifer yeah. Coolidge, what? Like, all of these people. <laughs> Molly Shannon. Yeah. I like screamed when I saw her. Um, and I was like, Connie Britton. Like, there was just so many people. And every time they came up, I was like, oh, this person I like. And then, I mean, Max Greenfield's not in it until literally the end. Like yeah, the final moment. It's it's so hard to separate um, any other character he plays from Schmidt. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, well, everything. even for him, it's pretty hard because he just yeah. <laughs> in the moment where this... he he just turned into Schmidt when when uh, he he pulled the pillow up. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He just he turned for into sure. that like <laughs> I don't know. I I can't do a Schmidt impression, but. He was like, why is there a dead body? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just turned into Schmidt immediately. For but. sure. For sure. Um, uh, but yeah. I don't even know, like... Where to begin? Where to begin? I really... Um, I, I really loved it. I had such a good time. I want to watch it again. I want to yeah. see it in theaters. Like, this movie would be so yeah. cool to see in theaters. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine what people would say walking out of it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh well, we can start at the beginning because the first thing I wrote down was when a movie starts with a track during not even like the movie hasn't even started yet, it's like during the like they're showing like focus features and like the people who made this movie and us a something or other production <laughs> but there's like a track in the background because usually there's not they've they've either got their own music or it's com- some kind of like just sound effect kind of going on but but when they're like no 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 we need to have a track point we need to set the mood immediately you know you know you're in for a ride what was it do you remember what the song was in the opening not in the opening no but it was it was bop because i remember being like this is great yeah it was great. i wrote i love the opening song and then just like men in khakis dancing. Yes. Oh, what was this? But the song mentioned men, like a bunch. Uh, oh, it's rain and men played at the end. No, at the title card. Yeah, the t- which the title card was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was so. Oh, it was boys. That song, that Charlie yes. XCX song. Always thinking about boys. Yeah. (laughs) It was so good. It was like, I mean, beyond the story, Mm -hmm. which I loved. I thought the writing was great. The visuals in this movie are perfect. Emerald Fennel Mm -hmm. directed the shit out of this movie. This is her directorial debut, like feature directorial debut. What a what a nuts visual masterpiece. There were so many know, shots really... that were crazy and it, it, they made you feel anxious just be, she does a lot of the um 
she did a lot of the ones where uh, the shots from like Mr. Robot. Have you seen how Mr. Robot is shot? It's a show. No. It's Rami. I know what it yeah, is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and he, whoever directs it, they do a lot of like negative space shots, where like the character mm-hmm. is just kind of off in one corner or like low low in the picture, and like there's just a lot of negative space around him. And there were a lot of those, and they just and from like low angles and stuff, it was ooh, it just made it even. Everything like everything about the it, like I mean, great Mison song. <laughs> Everything in the frame was so like particular and the the movie's really bright and colorful mm-hmm. and like feels really like girly, like how you would describe like Yeah. Like a girl's bedroom. I think that's so intentional of like even the way um Cassie dresses yeah. is so like girlish and whatever, and she's still this like like badass character like doing all these crazy things it's just so like um i don't know i think i wrote in my notes that it's that thing where which is like me sans whatever every frame really did look like a painting in like similar to like a wes anderson whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i did but it didn't annoy me in any sense <laughs> there were a lot of pastels a lot of pastels mm-hmm. and her her parents house was incredible so many pastels and like just so like very like 80s yeah 80s 90s even like just real old style uh carpet and 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 decorations and stuff yeah and wallpaper which is apparently coming back all right and i won't have it i'm putting my foot down corny (laughs) i like wallpaper You know, know, Tyler, you've been wrong before. It was bound to happen. You know, I'll take that. I'll I'll take it in stride. Should we should we do some of the fun facts? I feel like we really (laughs) this movie's like so um I feel like no matter what you think about it, you have such a reaction to it. (laughs) Yeah. Like we're both like talking at the bit. (laughs) Yeah, we just we're just react yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um I wrote the log line in here because last week Yeah. You said that's what you wanted. I'm glad. And I aim to please. uh, Log lines, they're interesting. A young woman, traumatized by a tragic event in her past, seeks out vengeance against those who crossed her path. Yeah, I mean, very general. (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah. Um, They didn't want to give anything away. So, um, Brendan left this evening uh, to, to go get dinner with a friend. On the way out, he was like, "What you watching?" I said, "Promising young woman." He's like, "Yes, I can see that on the screen. It says promising young woman on the screen. What is it? What is it? Mm-hmm. What is it?" And I said, "It's about a girl who uh, kills rapists." But it's not. It's not. I thought it was. It's not. <laughs> she. Even the first guy, the first guy from Gossip Girl, I thought she had killed him because they do the thing with the title card where she's eating a hot dog and the There's... the chili or whatever. Yeah, it looks like blood. Is is spilling down her her arm and it looks like blood so i was like oh she killed that guy and we're just being she fun killed about adam it right brody <laughs> she killed adam brody but she didn't apparently she just like humiliates them or at some point she stops acting and says you're a piece of shit 
and like threatens them and yeah and stuff i don't know usually it's not like she never gets like the cops involved i, I didn't she's just kind of out to out these guys but not to everyone just to themselves you know yeah to be like you think you're such a nice guy but like or you put on yeah. this persona of being such a nice guy but like we both know you're not and she right. like even like what she says to sam richardson is like there are other girls who do this and they might like cut your dick <laughs> yeah. off um so <laughs> maybe you should stop but i think I think the trailer, when I first, I know we've talked about this, but when we first saw like the marketing for this, I was like, this seems like such a dumb movie. And I think yeah. that was so intentional because you see in it that like, um, I, they really want you to think she's killing and hurting these people throughout all of the things she's doing. And then slowly, one by one, we start to realize she didn't actually do anything. And she's not actually yeah. violent until the end after she's been like, she let Bo Burnham in and then was betrayed by him. Um, right. Like, that's when she actually gets too violent with, like, the one guy who, like, that would be the, that's the ultimate conclusion, you know? Like, that is what makes sense. But yeah. I think it was such an intentional move to be like, oh, this is a woman who pretends to be too drunk at bars so that a nice guy takes her home and tries to assault her, and then she kills them. And I think we were yeah. supposed to think, like, that is the premise, it's simple, whatever, and it's so much more complicated than that. <laughs> yeah, and it... it from the trailers and stuff, it felt like it was going to be something in the vein of like a horror movie. Yeah. Where, or like a slasher, but like a revenge slasher. I don't even know how to describe what I thought it was going to be, but it was pretty obvious to me what it was going to be. And uh, I was wrong. Yeah. But um, we're reacting again. So it was released on <laughs> Christmas Day. 2020 merry christmas <laughs> merry christmas everybody mm -hmm. <laughs> um uh budget oh i forgot to look up the budget that's okay guys i deeply apologize but i just want you to know that um i put our whole info sheet together <laughs> without any help and i just forgot one thing <laughs> so if everyone could stop coming at me um i appreciate it i think that's fair Thank you. I got I have toxic stuck in my head. Oh, so good. But it wasn't good in the trailer. It was like Ugh. I didn't think it was that bad in the trailer. I liked it. I just thought it added to the like, oh, this is just gonna be cheesy. Mm. I think that's why and I know this is unrealistic, but I like I don't think anyone should watch trailers. Cause then yeah, people never. they're awful. It's either like if it's a comedy, it exposes like all of the jokes. Um, and then if it's something like this, you end up putting these expectations. Well, I guess any trailer, you end up putting expectations on it. And then like either it exceeds those expectations or it's like a different movie and then you're mad. And it's like, well, that's right. just because you thought it was going to be one thing doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> there have been some cool trailers that have used deleted footage. Yeah deleted scenes which is fun because then you're expecting those things to happen and then they don't and that's like a ooh ooh keeping us on our on our toes you know what i mean but um but yeah trailers i just i stay away from them yeah now, me too unless i have to do it for work uh i'm bad at my job and uh i couldn't find the budget no one cares <laughs> 
Uh, but it made a worldwide box office return of eleven point four million, which is actually gross because, like the the like, it's the like worldwide uh, like gross because it it's not most people bought it online. It's not technically box office, right? Right, 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 right. Um, runtime hour fifty three. Exactly the same as Godzilla vs. Kong. Just saying. You know... <laughs> I, <laughs> I, didn't, I, thought the, I thought the runtime was great. This might be the only movie where I'd be like, if it was longer, I wouldn't care. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, see, Godzilla vs. Kong needed to be longer to explain the absolute crazy shit that happened in that movie they had to move so fast to get it down to that runtime that they just skipped over stuff it was nuts anyway um yeah no i thought it was i thought hour 53 was pretty pretty perfect i don't know no filler mm-hmm. all thriller uh rated r of course obviously uh aspect ratio of 2.39 to 1 Anamorphic, pretty standard. Uh, and then written and directed by our very own Emerald Fennell. 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 Yeah. Fennell. Um, so some fun facts about her. Like I already said, this is her first feature um, film that she's directed. Um, Insane. And written, I think. That's like been made. I'm sure she's written other stuff. But um, she wrote like a short film. And then now I forget the name of it. I think it's called Careful What You um, Read, Careful What You Something. Careful How You Go is what it's called. Oh. So the fun fact about this is that the book that Cassie's reading in the coffee shop is called Careful How You Go. So it's an, it's like a <gasps> hint to How fun. Funnel's other thing. Funnel is also an actress who is currently on okay. The Crown. She plays Camilla Bowles. Oh. And she was the showrunner for season two of Killing Eve. Oh. I know. And she's How in... Interesting. She makes a cameo in the movie. <gasps> Where? She is the YouTube makeup blogger. Oh my god, yeah, she is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. As soon as I popped up, I was like, is that? I had to look it up. And I was like, it sure is. That's so funny. That's awesome. Wait a minute. Yeah. So, and also, she is nominated at the Oscars this year for writing and directing. And this is, and listen now, but I mean, cool, but also pathetic that this is a first. Um, this is the first <laughs> year that two women have been nominated for a directing. In the same year. Who, who's the other one? Chloe uh, Zhao. Is that oh, Zhao for... Um, Nomadland. Nomadland, yeah. Yeah. She's doing the next uh, big Marvel movie, Chloe Zhao. And um, apparently the pitch for, the, for, the, for her idea for the movie mm-hmm. was the best thing Kevin Feige has heard ever, I wow. think he said. Yeah. That's a little, like, I mean, I don't know that much about it, so maybe I shouldn't get into it, but I know she, like, <laughs> made comments or, like, 
did something. I don't. I don't think. She, I don't think she actually did anything bad, but somehow she made China upset. Oh, which I don't think is hard to do. So I don't think. <laughs> I don't think she did anything wrong, but I don't really know. Um, sure. And they were refusing to show Nomadland in oh. China, and they also were like not going to air the Oscars. Was it for something in Nomadland? No, I think it was like things she said in an interview or like hmm. f- statements from like years ago, I kind of think it was. Um, and they were not going to show the Oscars. So it's like, I mean, I'm glad that she, I, I've heard Nomadland's great. I haven't, you know, seen it. So I don't know, but I've only heard good things. She seems cool. But, um, so I'm glad she's doing the Marvel thing, but it's like a little surprising because I feel like Marvel's like big act- market is China. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, she's gonna be making that. She's Disney from China, money. and I think she like criticized China. Oh. So she didn't do well. anything wrong. <laughs> I think she just was like <laughs> said things we all know, and now China is bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, boy. but I feel like if anyone can patch it up, patch it up, it's Marvel. Oh sure, oh sure. I feel it, like, yeah. Uh, she's got a so the Marvel movie that she's directing is called The Eternals, and it's like a whole. Oh, so she's kind of like because yeah, that was supposed oh, yeah. to come out they, they, last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. thought you meant like it was just announced that she's. No, 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 no. Yeah, because that's but the, the pitch was probably years ago at this point. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's exciting. Yeah. Heck yeah. And apparently there's a whole Bollywood number in that movie, which Ooh. exciting. I will see I'll it cuz I'll see that. Yeah. One. Heck yeah. But th- so that's the thing but that's the thing about that one is she has it's a it's a she's kind of like venturing into a new part of the Marvel whole universe that hasn't been explored yet. So she's kind of introducing that side of the universe to us through this movie which pretty crazy it's kind of like how uh like guardians of the galaxy did that as well kind of introduced us to space Hmm. so yeah no idea we've still it was supposed to come out last year and we haven't gotten a trailer no posters we don't even know what their costumes look like like all we know is Chloe Zhao, and the cast, and that's pretty much it. Okay, I found the article about it. Um, and it was, she said, they were so excited when she won for Nomadland. <laughs> like, they, everyone, it, she was called um, the pride of, of China in Chinese state news outlets, and then they found old interviews with her um, where she criticized her native country, calling it a place where there are lies everywhere. Um, and she said the U.S. is now my country ultimately, and then China started like censoring Nomadland on Twitter, like hashtag Nomadland and all anything related to it, and like censoring um anything to do with her. And then in oh, this man. article, it does say um her background would likely have been a major selling point for the Eternals in China. It could now become an Achilles heel, a potentially devastating blow for the film and for marvel 
which has reaped huge rewards in the Chinese market. Sure. So that'll be interesting. It's fair. Just buy two tickets I'm... for Eternals when it comes out. Or don't, because, you know, they're rich. They don't yeah, need your money. Marvel's doing fine. <laughs> they'll, they'll be fine. Um, Marvel will be fine. And so is Promising Young Woman, because it got a 90 on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. What is this cast list? What do you mean? Why is it in this order? It's in order of appearance. Oh, my. But th- 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 the Brody showed up before she did. Oh, I I deleted some people. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> there, there was, like, random people that we didn't need to know. But it sure. is mostly in order of appearance. Gotcha. Um, so it's Sam Richardson, who plays Paul. Um... Carrie Mulligan, obviously the star of it, is Cassandra or Cassie. Do you, I mean, do you know her from anything else? Because I really don't. Carrie Mulligan? Yeah. Yeah, she was in The Great Gatsby and in Education and... Why the hell wasn't that on her? I am And um, a lot, a lot of things. Yeah, she, um, that's, I mean, that's what I know her from is Gatsby. Never Let Me Go. She's um, British. Oh. They all right. are. She, yeah. Her, okay, known for Never Let Me Go and Education, Shame, and Suffragette. Where the mm-hmm. hell is Great Gatsby? Well, that movie sucked. Yeah, but it was pretty <laughs> popular. Yeah, well. And she's the, she's Daisy. I think she really became, like, famous in an education. I... I'm going to be honest, I don't even know if I've heard of it. Um, It was a big um, Oscar movie of the year. Oh, oh, in 2009. Yeah. That's when I didn't care about anything, so. Yeah. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. Um, How old is she? Because, oh, 85. She's 35. She's going to be turned 26. 36, I mean. <laughs> um, Here at the end of May, we can wish her a happy. She was happy also birthday. in Inside Lewin Davis. Drive. That's yeah. Oh my God, she's the girl from Drive. That's where I know her from. <laughs> I freaking love that movie. <laughs> I loved her in this. What IMDb is really letting me down here today. You know what's also fun is that like I've watched a lot of her interviews, and like she's very um for this like, proper. or specific. It just in general. Oh, okay. I like her a lot. I've just seen like a lot of stuff in general. And she's very like, um, she's like more of like a posh British accent. Okay. And she's very like, she always seems very like put together and like, um, like refined. Yeah. So watching her in this <laughs> was so fun. Just uh, cracking. Like complete opposite. Like <laughs> at the seams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know her from a lot of things, um, but IMDb tells yeah, me all the things that she, the, she, the, it showed me all the things I don't know her from. So, um, the next people, I don't know who this guy is, so I'm just gonna ignore it. Ma- yeah, who was um, Monty? I don't know. It was in order of appearance. <laughs> My God. Um, Clancy Brown, who's Stanley? That's her dad. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jennifer Clancy Coolidge. Brown's great in everything, but yeah, <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge, Susan, her mom, 
who I, as soon as she came on, that came on the screen, I was like, is that Jennifer Coolidge? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She looked kind of different. I couldn't different. tell. She did. Her hair was darker and like, yeah. as soon as she spoke, you she has such a distinctive voice speaking. She's so funny in this. Yeah. <laughs> when her parents give her that suitcase, I <laughs> laughed out loud. <laughs> the yeah the the parents were very funny and the um the when she like wasn't understanding bo burnham's jokes at the di- at, at yes. dinner god that was so good <laughs> my my parents okay, wanted so, me to be a dj <laughs> dj yes so basically she moves she she has moved back in with her parents and has presumably been living there for like Six or seven years, I would guess. Uh, yeah, she's turning 30. 30. And yeah. she dropped out of grad school, so you assume she was probably 25, 26, 20... Yeah, yeah. Maybe 24? I think, you, I think if you go to medical school when you're 22, you'd probably be done at 26 because it would be four years. So depending on at what point she dropped when out. When she... Yeah. yeah. So, she's in that, so she's been there for at least four years. Right. Yeah, and her parents are just like, um, you know, you you gonna get a better job? Like, why are you like you gonna leave? Yeah. You ever gonna move out? And her mom's very much like, you know, you were gonna be a doctor, and that was something I could tell my friends about and brag about, and now you're a barista. Yeah. And so for her birthday, they <laughs> get her a suitcase, which is very funny. It was not a very big suitcase. That was not gonna fit everything. No, that was not. That's a that's a carry on. Yeah, it was more carry on size for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Laverne Cox, who is a delight. Yeah. <laughs> in in everything, but this movie especially, <laughs> so funny. I said um at. The, Towards the beginning, I said, Bo Burnham is fun, so is Laverne Cox. Just like, because yeah. the two of them went, because I think the first time Bo comes into the store or into the coffee shop, Laverne Cox isn't there. But then Correct. the second time she is, and... Yeah, because he says, he says, one coffee, no spit, and she like stares yes. at him, and he's like, oh, she's spitting my coffee, it's, teehee. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Which, that scene was also great, but... um. Yeah, Laverne Cox plays uh, Cassie's boss at the coffee mm-hmm. shop and kind of like best friend. So funny. They have such fun banter. Yeah. And a great friend. She's she, like looking out for her and she's like, I want the best for you. Yeah. And she's like, oh. She does seem like maybe the most well-rounded person <laughs> in the film. Yes, maybe the most stable she, like, and like, yeah. She seems to own her own business and she's <laughs> pretty <laughs> mentally healthy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, it does seem that yeah. way. Is she um, what was the the one line where she's like, uh, "Are you gonna fire me?" And Gail goes, uh, "Maybe I should." Maybe I, I should. Was like, yeah, I was like, "That's true." Yeah. Um. Okay. And then, Bo Burnham plays Ryan. Definitely thought it was Brian at the beginning, so I was. So yeah. did I. I think he he kind of it very much sounds like he says Brian, but. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, Christopher Mince Place, is that how you say it? Plas? Uh, you say it, um, uh, uh, you say, I think it's pronounced, uh, shit, now I'm blanking on the name. God damn it. That was going to be a funny moment. It's gonna, I was going to say McLovin. God damn it. Yeah, well. Can't, can't win them all. <sighs> well. 
he plays Neil. He's doing coke. And then Allison, Allison Brie plays um, Madison. Mm -hmm. Which, what a delight to see her. I didn't know she was in the movie. (laughs) She's always great. Um, And then Chris Lowell plays Al Monroe. Mm -hmm. And Mac Greenfield plays Joe. Yeah, so when they, so they hadn't shown what Al looks like the whole movie, right? And then. She shows. I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was Schmidt because I knew he was in this. Movie. I thought Schmidt was Al when he opens the door. Oh, same. I was. I was like, oh my god, he's Al, and then he's not. Yeah. No, I thought so too. Um. Also, I thought the the guy who played Al like excellent acting performance. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, uh, he plays a great bitch. Like, like he starts crying yeah. and like flubbering and he's like, <laughs> it, it was good. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> we should like get into the plot, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the, the one I, I, I wrote that, um, nice, nice attention to detail from makeup department, uh, with the handcuff marks on, on Al's wrist. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I also thought the wedding was so funny. I like it was the very end, but I was like, this is such a hippie bullshit wedding. Like this is not what I expected. Yeah. And that it would be like super fancy and then it was like so weird. It was weird. so funny. Well, the the editing was kind of weird with the little drum circle circle situation. Yeah. The, the editing yeah. didn't really uh do any favors to the comedy of that one, I'd thought. But uh, it was a funny idea. Like, of course, they're gonna have like this weird like musical bit where the bridesmaids are playing congas wrong. Um, <laughs> but the one, the one line with Max Greenfield and Bo Burnham, <laughs> where Bo Burnham mm-hmm. just has the the best reactions to things in this movie. <laughs> like when, um, well. At the wedding, when Max Greenfield's talking about the bridesmaids, or the one specifically, and saying yeah. terrible things, um, and he's like, mm, "Yeah, that's great." <laughs> he's just like, Ugh. Uh, "But then, whenever uh, him and Gail are in the same room, and she says outlandish things, but like funny outlandish things, not awful outlandish things, like Max, um, <laughs> he's he's just got the best like rebuttals to it." When she's like, I don't want to see any ass prints in the coffee grounds or whatever. He's like, no, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. okay. So, so basically, <laughs> um, Cassie Carey Mulligan mm-hmm. was in med school with her childhood best friend, yeah. Nina, and... Nina was sexually assaulted at a party. And when she told the school about it and all of their friends, no one believed her and said it was her fault for because mm-hmm. she was drunk. And so they ended up dropping out. Nina dropping out because of like she just couldn't do it mentally being there, I assume. And then right uh, cassie dropped out to like help nina take yeah. care of nina 
And then they never say it explicitly, but I think we're supposed to believe that Nina uh, killed herself. Yeah. It was an interesting decision to never explicitly say it. Do Do you think there's any... Maybe just to be... Uh, considerate I, to people who might be affected um, by saying words like that. Because I mean, that can even even just talking about it can be pretty triggering for people. Right. I don't know if that. I mean, that could be the reason. Because they also don't say like sexual assault. They never really use any descriptive language. They're always kind of dancing around it. Right. Um, And I don't know if it's that or if it's to like, because we don't even know that she's dead necessarily until, I mean, I guess when she sees Molly Shannon, but even then, like, part of me was like, is she, are we going to meet, you know? Nina, yeah. Nina at some point. It, it, for me, it didn't click until her dad said, you know, she was a daughter to us and we've, we miss her, but we've really missed you. Mm-hmm. Which was a uh, heartbreaking line. Yeah, which like after her dad being so funny, that was really, um, that like hit me really hard. Yeah. Uh, it was like a very sweet moment. Mm-hmm. But that's when I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, right. Um, Man, uh, Molly Shannon, kind of mean. <laughs> Or at least not um, delicate. <laughs> she just kind of said, "Like, hey, fucking move on, get get off my porch." <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I felt. But I like... also feel like I also feel like it's not her job to like comfort <laughs> yeah. someone about her like dead kid. True. You know? Yeah, but I also man. there seems to be like she seems to know more about what Cassie's doing. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. Like, they don't really explain that either. hmm So, I mean, and she does, if she doesn't, it seemed like she knew that, like, I don't know, Cassie was up to something, and she was just kind of like, you need to stop. Yeah, whatever you're doing. Yeah. But she's also like, she's kind of like, you need to stop blaming yourself and try to get past this. Mm-hmm. She's, she was speaking truths that... the whole time. Um, yeah. She just was not delicate about it. And I was so excited to see her. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I like to imagine that that's like the 20th time Cassie yeah. yeah, and had a juice box on her face. <laughs> and she's just like, okay. Stop. She even says, Need... stop being like a child. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny. She's literally drinking out of like a little juice box. Right. And kind of dresses a little childish sometimes. Not childish, but like Me. girly. Yeah. So the and so the movie's like broken up into five parts, but I think technically six because because the parts don't come into play until very late in the game. I don't even think very late. <laughs> I think like the beginning is something different. Yeah, because I really think it's. I it think, doesn't start 
the the first Roman numeral, except they're not Roman numerals because when we get to four, it's just four lines. So yeah, then knows. there's like a then, then there's the, like five and there's like four and a slash. It's more like the oh, it's like it's tax. the tick marks. It's tick, oh, it's tick marks like she does in her journal. yeah, but they're I'm just in a certain font. Out. Yeah, together, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, teamwork. The font but, does seem like it's Roman numerals. Right. Yeah. The font makes it look like Roman numerals. So when we got to four and it was just four slash, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> But um, they don't know what, what Roman numerals look ho- like. Hold us, hold on a second. <laughs> I need to speak to someone about this. Yeah, but I think it's em- like, Emerald. What are you doing? Mostly like, six because in the beginning she's just like she's doing the she goes to a bar once a week, pretends to be super drunk, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not until she starts dating Bo Burnham. And, and he starts talking about he starts Al. talking about all these the people that she. Um, I mean, obviously, Al is responsible, but like, yeah, the whole system that mm-hmm. she holds responsible and, and that group, yeah, because he—that's when he mentions Madison that he starts like to bring these memories back up, and she's like, "I can't." You know what? Cracks knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time. I think it's time to and that see, and then I'm still I still wasn't. The movie was still playing with me because then once we got to Roman numeral tick mark one, I was like, oh, this is number one, the first person she's going to kill. I think they kept wanting to make you think that she was. Yeah. That she was killing people because we're just being super violent. Yeah. Because that's just what we were uh, expecting. Yeah. But they also like they don't um, they don't tell you that she wasn't doing that until very late. Mm hmm. Cause like so with so the first person like part one is Allison Brie, mm-hmm. who was one of her really good friends mm-hmm. in med school. Uh, it sounded like it was like the three of them. Yeah, it sounded like they were a little po- a little posse. Yeah, Nina, and so, Cassie, and Madison. Yes, but M- Madison didn't, you know, believe Nina and didn't take her side, and mm-hmm. um. Seems like perpetuated a rumor that she was lying. Right. Yeah. Um, and so she and so Cassie gets her really drunk. <laughs> which was so easy to do. She's like, she has like four bottles of wine. It's so crazy. Well, okay, so there was some logic that uh, my dumb brain picked up on that. So she for the champagne, she had the she had the ginger ale. Um ginger ale to to so that she wasn't getting drunk and then Madison was. Mm-hmm. But then they moved to wine. Then they moved to wine and now Cassie's drinking. Is we never just see like, her drink it. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I just thought like, how is she not? And then McLovin gives her cocaine here, but she never seems to like react to it. She doesn't snort it, yeah. so, so. Yeah, I and know. I think, um, I mean, I don't know much about cocaine. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> if I, <laughs> if I'm being straight with you, if I'm being straight with you. Um, is it instant? No. Well, maybe it seems when you snort it. At least from the movies, it seems like yeah. pretty instant. But maybe you don't know the a lot about if drugs. you, yeah, I'm not a. Uh, 
not up on the. But she also like was completely sober. Besides that, it's not like right. It was a lot to be. I don't. I don't know. I think. <laughs> I think you know she what was, a like, lot is, Courtney. You know what a lot of cocaine is. <laughs> I've seen movies. <laughs> I've seen The Wolf um, of Wall Street. I. Uh. I mean, like, it wasn't like a big, like, row who just put a finger. And it's not like he licked his finger first, so with a dry finger on dry cocaine. <laughs> what is that going to do? Yeah. Nothing. Sure. Uh, you're right. I know how, like... Adhesion works? <laughs> I know that if I put my... Yeah. <laughs> I know if I put my finger in sugar, I'm like, oh, a dry finger... I'm going to get a bunch left. Like, in oh, sugar, yeah. I'm not going to be able... I'm not going to get anything sweet, you know? Yeah. So anyway, I, mean, I think I, I think you, I you really solved, solved that. <laughs> no, I think she probably she seems like you know, um, um, a woman who's who's seen some things, and I guess my guess is that's not her first, <laughs> her first interaction. Sure. sure. With cocaine and um, <laughs> and maybe it was just she was just like, all right, <laughs> here we go. She's like, I gotta speed up my plane because I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, you know, let's, let's to a rave do after this. this. We gotta circle back though, because there's two things sure. I wrote down before she goes and meets Madison. Uh, she goes on Facebook, and it's called Friender, and that's a terrible mm. name. But you just drop the the, you know what I mean? But uh, they do. Uh, it was a it was a joke for you, Courtney. Come on. I know. I get that it's from the social network, but all right. Was it called the Friender on there? No, I was just. Anyway, <laughs> she's got, there's this crazy scene of her at, she's sleeping in her bed with the weird, like, elaborate uh, headboard of hers, and there's, like, a train going by or something, so these lights are just, like, whoom, 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 and it's oh, really it freaky. Oh, it keeps lighting up and then going dark? Yeah. I think it's her, I think it's her computer screen. No, it, it lights up the whole room, like, from the window. I didn't know what it was. They didn't really explain like what it was. Maybe I I'm swear. thinking of something different. It was that night she was on Friender and she was looking up Al. She was looking up Al. And it says Al something or other, Ohio. Yeah, they're in Ohio. Because Wait. her her license plate is also Ohio. I didn't notice that. That's always fun for me. <laughs> I've lived in Ohio before. Places. No, I was going to... I was wondering that too because I was like, "She says, how long have I lived in the city?" And I was like, "Well, that gives us a few options." <laughs> oh, very few options. Yeah. Is she in Ohio? Casually has a lot of big cities. Like, I feel like most places have one or two. Mm, I guess. Is she in Cleveland? Is Columbus, she in Columbus? Cincinnati. Is she in Cincinnati? Dayton. Is she in Akron? Toledo. <laughs> is she in Toledo? Could you imagine if this took place in Toledo? Where'd she go to school? Did she know. go to school in Ohio? Now I want to know. Forest. That's what they call it. No, that's probably not I real. I think it's probably a fake. Yeah, that, that would make sense, I think. I wonder I wonder if it's based on... A lot of bullshit goes on in Ohio in, in, in this kind of realm. You know what I mean? Mm, that kid just died sure, sure, at sure. Bowling Green. Yeah. Ooh. Another one. Fraternity thing. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, my other defense would be... <laughs> Not a defense. I don't think anything was wrong. I, I like um, Emerald uh, Fennel is is uh, English. Oh sure. So she doesn't know where Ohio. 
don't know if that's true, but um, <laughs> I don't think she like has lived there. I mean, maybe she has. <laughs> um, I mean, I think should we just say it's Cleveland? Yeah, let's. Do- it doesn't look like it. it. Looks like Los Angeles, but let's say it's Cleveland. Where do they ever go to the city? City? Oh yeah, I guess they do. Well, where his apartment his is apartment. is kind of like it looks like it's in the city. Yeah. When she says, um, when she's talking to McLovin, she's like, he goes, I thought we had a connection. <laughs> yeah. When she, when she like, you know, flips it on its head and is like, I am not drunk. Right. What you trying to pull, brah? Nice he, she, guy. he goes, I thought we had a connection. And she goes, okay. Um, like, Where'd I how go to old school? am I? Yeah. How long have I lived in the city? Oh. Is something she says. So her parents must live pretty close they've looked it looked like they had a lot of land though yeah i know like their yard was gigantic you can't get that much land until you're pretty far out like into the suburbs maybe maybe they she was in berea (laughs) (laughs) wow she went to school at bw oh god bw doesn't have a med school oh yeah true (laughs) she definitely went to case Mm, that would make sense. Mm. <laughs> it's probably Columbus, actually. I feel like that would, the look would make more sense. Yeah. Well, I feel or like, it's like maybe Cincinnati because it, Cincinnati, I feel like, pretty quickly turns into bigger plots of land. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. I've only been in Cincinnati once and it was a long time ago. Mm. Mm. Um, mm. But so the next thing I wrote down uh, is... He, they were still, they were still juking me. They were still fooling me, because I said she's gonna fuck things up with Bo because she's gonna try and kill Al. But no, no, no. Mm. Bo fucked things up because he's also a piece of shit. There was so much. I think the other reason I love this movie is that, like, you know, I my job. I spend my whole day reading scripts. <laughs> um. And I'm pretty good at predicting what's going to happen. <laughs> at this point. I couldn't predict anything that happened. Every every scene I was like, I wonder what's going to happen. Yeah. I have no guesses. Because then. And it was so fun. Yeah. It. Oh, my God. Because with the going back to getting back on track to the timeline here, Madison at the mm-hmm. at the lunch, th- dinner, whatever. Um, lunch. Because she says, I haven't been day drunk in so oh, right. long. This is so fun. That <laughs> um, <laughs> made me laugh so hard. Cassie leaves. And as she's leaving, she goes up to this man at the counter. And she's like talking about what he's going to do. And here's the money and things. And I'm like, she hired a, a hitman? And then she didn't. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. A, a non-hitman. It was like a hit. It was like a. Well, that's what I would. Weird. That's what I mean. Like, that's what I've been saying is that, like, they keep escalating it and thinking that she's done worse and worse things only to reveal, like, she hasn't really. Except she did hire a hitman for the lawyer and then calls it off. Yeah. Because. But who knows what the lawyer was actually, which, what that he was actually. The hitman boy? The bald guy? Yeah, the bald guy standing by her, her car. But. The um, well, so she confronts Madison at lunch, mm-hmm. 
and is like once she's good and day drunk when she's super drunk <laughs> yeah oh and then there's that great scene or that great shot where she spills her wine mm-hmm. and it looks like blood yeah. oh it was so cool <laughs> <laughs> um but um but they don't reveal that she that nothing happened with that guy until way later yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, until Madison comes to her house and is like disheveled. <laughs> yeah, very clearly distraught. Yeah. And then uh, Cassie finally reveals, um, "No, nothing happened." But then, if I were Madison, I'd be like, "How the how the fuck do you know that nothing happened?" <laughs> well, I at the end she says, "Don't ever fucking call me again." I think she like. You think she knew that this guy was hired by Cassie? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't take that away, but. I think in I think in the moment. Okay, so basically Madison is like, Cassie's trying to be like, uh, apologize and say you were wrong for how you treated mm-hmm. our friend. And Madison sticks by what she said, right. and is like, nope. She essentially says like she was asking for right. it. She kind of like represents that argument. So does um, the dean. Same thing. Yeah. 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 And. And is like, well, if you put yourself in that position, she says, like, if you get too drunk, then what were you expecting to happen? So then Cassie gets her too drunk. And when Allison Brie wakes up the next morning in the hotel room, there's a random man there. Hmm. Who does she not have um, a conversation with and this guy? <laughs> I think he's I think he says that they No, yeah, okay. <laughs> because because when Madison goes to Cassie's house, Cassie says nothing happened. Um, he just got you to your room, put you to bed, and then made it look like something happened. And that's kind or of like the made it seem like something happened that she did it. And that was like her confessing to Madison that who did it that Cassie did it that Cassie set this whole. Oh thing up. yeah 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 that's like the reveal to Ka- to Madison. But I think Madison in that moment is just so relieved that nothing right that nothing happened, and I think she like <laughs> I mean it's way more extreme than this, but I think it's kind of like a okay, I get your point, <laughs> yeah, definitely <laughs> it's like you win, I get it, but then at the end she said like when she yeah. leaves after that scene, she says, and never fucking call <laughs> me again, um, which I think is her being like, I am aware. <laughs> This is you, and I don't want to be yeah. around you. That that was but probably my favorite uh, outfit of um, Cassie's. The sundress, the like blue thing. The yeah, that blue dress. Yeah, it was pretty. I liked all mm-hmm. of her clothes. And they, ugh. there's the one shot where she has that she has a French braid, and the, it like goes like up her back, and she's wearing that like um, shirt with the cherries. Yeah. And I was just like, it just looked so cool. It's like this is just. In so many ways, this was like the antithesis of modernities, because <laughs> this like takes like it's so yeah. cinematic, cinematic liberties. Like yes, and it's like so visual and cool and mm-hmm. exciting, while still being a good yeah. story. So. Um, and it's like bubblegum punk. Is how I would describe the visual. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, 
cute, but also a little scary, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then part two is the lawyer. No, no, no. Part two is the dean who is yeah, Connie Britton. Yeah, and she Britton. immediately abducts a child, and I'm like, Cassandra, we need to... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that whole scene, I was like, she's not really going to do it. Right? Kid. <laughs> right? But, like, I just had a feeling of, like, she's not going to do anything. Yeah. But, but they still hadn't... They still hadn't convinced me, at least, that right. Cassie wasn't capable of, like, true violence. I don't know. Maybe I, like, related to her in some <laughs> sort of way, but I immediately was like, she's not going to do anything to this kid. I, like, I, I was like, I, I get no, I see her. What I, she's I, doing I, here. I understand. She's not going to do anything. Yeah, I was like, she's just going to fuck with people because they, they, like, like, she wants to teach them. Yeah, it's almost like a... Eleven. It's almost like a a, a prank show. <laughs> it's like the yeah. worst punk. Like she's just doing these crazy things to people that are making them act a certain way, right? Because they think this is what's happening. But then it's really not. But I mean, it's like um, it's like the scared straight. The, like <laughs> scared scared straight. No, I was gonna say it's like um, what is it? The from the Bible, the like, is it King Solomon where he's trying to figure out who the mother of a baby is, and he says he'll cut it in half. Jesus Christ. Um, and give each, each like each half to one of the, mm. one of the women, and be, so then the real mother freaks uh, out and is like, "Don't kill my baby." So that way he's able to tell who mm. it was, like who the actual mom was. I think it's that where she's like, "I'm going to get you to right. admit you're wrong, no matter what." <laughs> by by scaring you into by like making you experience what you were right. so callous about um god the way she fucks with the dean yeah, man so is can... horrifying but it's that but it's that whole thing of like in her mind she's like yeah. i know her kid's fine it's and it's like the king solomon thing of like i'm not actually gonna cut this <laughs> fucking baby i'm not gonna kill this kid <laughs> no i i know what i'm doing <laughs> Yeah, she she takes this. She takes it, the whole that whole point of that whole her scene phone. was just to get, yeah, her daughter's phone so that she could, yeah, like pull yeah, a it's a prank. It's there. literally a prank. <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> um, and I mean that's what she did to, what's her name too, Madison. That's Madison. it's a, it's a prank, <laughs> really. Well, and I also just felt like I knew, I mean, I guess I didn't know, but I felt that. Maybe at that point I was like, "Ooh, maybe she did have something happen to Madison." Right. But I'm like, she has no actual beef with this kid. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like. Hurt. So I was like, I don't think Ooh. she'll actually hurt this kid, but she just like takes her phone and leaves her at a diner and makes her think she's gonna like Meet see a boy band. band called Wet Dreams, which was what? very funny to me. <laughs> Yuck. Um, and then goes to see Connie Britton, who's I, I, the dean of the medical school, mm -hmm. um, who the, like, assault was reported to and who who took, you know, the man's side. Mm -hmm. And 
and everyone seems to forget. I think they're, I think she's pretending not to remember. You think everyone is? I feel like maybe. I think. Because Al says he doesn't remember. Well, no. No, Al brings it up. Well, she brings it up by saying, uh, Nina's like that's my name is Nina something Nina yeah and then he says he says that's a really messed up joke even for my friends like he immediately knows right something's up um but yeah Connie Britton's like that's when she says um what would you have me do ruin the reputation of like every young man who's accused you know accused and she says innocent until proven guilty yeah and then and Cassie says, well, since he, since that's what you think, I put your daughter in. I I took your daughter to the room where this happened to Nina. Yeah. With the boys who live there now. There's alcohol in there. So I'm glad you're so trusting of these boys. <laughs> because then nothing, by your standards, nothing should happen. Right. But she and immediately freaks out. Freak out. I also, in that moment, I was like, I mean... I get why she's freaking out because her kid, like, she thinks her kid was kidnapped. But I'm like, it's also like 2 p.m. <laughs> I don't. Guys are probably playing what are these... video games. Uh, and she's taking a meeting. Like, <laughs> it's probably like on a Tuesday, yeah. you know. Um, but, I mean, I would be panicking too. But the, the sense of immediate danger she had, I was like, well, okay. Um, I was like, this school sucks if you're like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, she. She obviously knows that this is a thing that happens at the school, so right. And she's trying to play it off like it did it. And I think she she's definitely pretending not to know because she's like, um. She says she remembers Al, what a nice young man he is. Mm-hmm. He just came to speak to the school, mm-hmm. and then she mentions Nina, and she's saying she doesn't remember. And then like at a certain point when things get heated, she's like, she's like, well, what would you have had me do? And like, makes it clear she does remember. She was just like playing it off. Yeah. And then Cassie's like, tee hee hee, she's at a diner. Don't even sweat it, though. Chill out. <laughs> yeah. You can call if you want. She's right there. You can call her. Yeah, she's right there. But then she's, there's like a really interesting scene afterwards where she's in her car. Yeah, that felt In the middle of the road. Weird. They never really explained it, and it was kind of abrupt, like, that was obviously on the way home from the Dean's house because she's wearing the same outfit and everything. Yeah. It's like the yeah. same time of day as well. But yeah, she's just sitting in the middle of the road with her head on the wheel and this dude is I think honking at her. That's her her like reaction and panic of what she just did and like having confronted that Dean. Yeah. And I also was like, that's probably the first time she's been on campus since Mm. but they like they do a cool thing like where stuff is kind of blurry and like um all the sounds are muffled so this guy with a truck just starts screaming at her um calling her a bunch of terrible names and to me i was like oh she's like probably having a panic attack or something yeah you know that's like the way the sounds and like the visuals were making it seem to me and then she takes out a tire iron <laughs> from her car and just starts like whipping it at his car yeah she breaks the brake lights and the headlights or no not the headlights and the windshield, and the windshield 
And then and I was like, yes, Cassie, get it. And then he just drives off because he's like, uh, she's going to beat me to death and I have no recourse. Right. And then, but that scene, like that shot of her, like that wide shot of her standing in the street with all the broken glass holding a tire iron was so cool. But then she freaks out. She has, she, she, like, uh, she's standing watching him drive away. Um, mm-hmm. and we're like watching her watch him. But then once the camera starts to pan up, it's like a crane shot and sh- it's just getting farther and higher. And at a certain point, she like, Starts like rubbing her forehead and like looking around and kind of like freaking out again. I think like this is part of the like the whole trajectory of this part of the story is that she's kind of starting to realize she can't keep doing this. Mm -hmm. And that maybe she's like going too far. Mm -hmm. And I think it was interesting because like after the Madison thing, she doesn't seem phased. She has no reaction to it. After this, she's like... Obviously very faced. <laughs> and then the next one, at, like after part three, she stops. Mm-hmm. Because she's happy. With I mean, for a while. <laughs> well, because she makes a decision that she's not going to let this be her life anymore. Right. But, yeah, I think it's just that, like, that subtle, like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm not fine, I'm not fine, I'm not fine, yeah. I'm not fine. Yeah. Thing. And the next part three uh, was one of the scenes where I cried. The lawyer. It it broke it broke my little heart. <laughs> um, in like a good way though. Yeah. It was like a, you know a sweet scene, but it was so like it was so unexpected for me at least. But part three, she goes to the lawyer who defended Al. I, I think I wrote wrote down what she said. She like knocks on the knocks on the door and is like, "Oh, she knocks on the door and says it's your day of reckoning." And he goes, "I've been waiting." And lets her in. And he says, "I told." He says, "I told my office anyone that calls, give them my address." Which. <laughs> wow, yeah, he's, and 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 she says. Or he says, are you going to hurt me? And she yes. says, do you want me to? And he says, I think so, yes. Ugh. Because he's, so he's the lawyer who defended him. And he has this, like, little monologue where he's just like, do you know that there are people who work at the office who just look up the social media profiles of, like, the victims so that we can make them seem unreliable? And she, that's the one where... Mm-hmm. She says Nina, and or she says you defended Al Monroe, and he goes. She goes. I bet you don't even remember her name, and he goes Nina. He's like, I bullied her, yeah, and got so her he- to drop the case. And he's like, he he he's and she's just like, I'm sorry, like I had a. What does he say? He said, I think I had an epiphany. My doctors think I had a breakdown. (laughs) (laughs) A psychotic break, yeah. Um, Yeah, psychotic break. And then he kind of freaks out, and he gets really close to her, and she keeps, like, being taken aback because he's he's making very quick motions. (laughs) He's he's literally on his knees. Yeah, and then he's, like, touching her hand, and uh, he puts his head 
in her in his hands, but his hands are on her hands, so you know. Um and he says, I don't think I'll ever be able to forgive myself. And she says, I forgive you. And she's crying. And I cried. Yeah. Yeah. It was such like a sweet, like in the middle of this movie. It was such a sweet and unexpected moment. Yeah. Like Yeah. Th- and then I think you realize that like in parts one and two, if Madison would have just been like I was young and stupid and I was wrong and I'm so sorry. And I do see it differently now, like I've grown. She would have been like, cool. Mm. And if um, Connie Britton would have been like, yeah, we shouldn't have treated her that way. He should have gotten in trouble. Things have changed here. At yeah, things have changed here. Forced you. And then it all comes, to me, it all comes down to like the, the end when she's talking to Al and she goes, and I start to think, you know, she she used to think like, about you all the time. And then I started to think about when the last time someone thought about her was. Yeah. And it was so sad, but it's also like, I think that's the, her whole point, is like, after all this time, like, to Cassie, the justice would be people remembering Nina, you know, correctly. Mm-hmm. Right. For those people, not not Al. Yeah. There's nothing he could say. Right. <laughs> Well, so then after the lawyer, she goes to Molly Shannon, which we already talked about. Right. Yeah, and then that's kind of when things start picking up with Bo or Ryan. Yes, and there are so many sweet scenes. Oh, my God. It was so adorable when they, (laughs) when he, when they're in, in bed, but like it's daytime and they're dressed they're just laying in bed and he's like can i tell you something and she's like okay and he says i think you're amazing (laughs) and she says uh and he goes no shut up you (laughs) stupid bitch let me do this yeah oh my you hateful bitch is i think (laughs) what he says and he i love him and he goes he goes i just think you're incredible and i think i'm falling in love with you and she goes I think Ugh. I'm falling in love with you too. And he, and he goes he goes, "God, that is so cool. I am so cool." Yeah. Cuz she's I'm like so cool. she cuz she says be cool about it and he's like, "I'm so cool." And he's like, "I'm so cool." I he says, "I'm going to buy you a bicycle." There's so it's so. It, this movie's so funny. Like the dialogue is so funny and weird yeah. and I like but in a way that still feels like a lot of the things I read on, like, the reviews I read on Rotten Tomatoes, some of them were like, the dialogue was so unrealistic. I'm like, I feel like a lot of how they speak is how, like, we speak. <laughs> I feel like that's how normal people speak. They just don't put it in movies because it's too weird. Yeah, like, right. I'm going to buy you, you know a bicycle. I, mean? I was cracking I'm gonna up. I'm going to buy you a bicycle. <laughs> um, but there was something so, like, even when he came into the coffee shop for the first time and is like, he admits they went to medical school together. And then he goes, why are you working here? And she just stares at him, and like, he goes, "That was a dick move." There's like, no. I he that. at one point he's like, "There's no he way to get out no of this." <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, there's not." She goes, "Do you want? Do you want milk in your coffee?" And um, he goes, "No, you could spit in it though if you want." And she does. <laughs> and, she does. <laughs> and then and then he asks her out. 
And she goes, I just spit in your coffee. And then he drinks it. God, it's so good. I mean, that is like, it's so good. That's a good move on his part. Like, that's a, that's the cool thing to do right there. That's the cool cool thing to do. And then the, the supermarket, when they're in the supermarket and they're singing Paris Hilton. They're in, yeah, they're in a, they're in a pharmacy and (laughs) it's so funny. And he's, he's doing his little dancing that he does because he's Bo Burnham. Yeah, and, he's, a, uh, he's his Ivan. They sing this whole song in the pharmacy. He goes, I haven't done this in weeks. <laughs> that was my- but there's so many cute moments where he, when, um, well, there's a moment she, she like agrees to go on a date with him, which seems like a huge step. Her parents are like, holy shit, she's leaving the house at a normal time. And. Oh, yeah. And um, her dad says, you look beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, thanks, she dad. Says, thanks, and leaves. Dad. But they have a great date and then they're walking. <sighs> And they walk past his apartment, and he's like, do you want to come up for a drink? And she's like, she freaks out. Yeah. And and, and he plays it cool. He, play, he plays it really cool. He's like, no, nah, I fucked up. That's not, you're, we didn't. He's like, I'm sorry. And then kind of, yeah. But I, think I don't like, want to if you don't want to. And he's real awkward about it. Yeah. Well, and I think her reaction's so extreme, but I think that's one of the like, hints of like, oh, she is just a really broken person who can't like well and she's doing all these things on purpose like like doing the doing the fake drunk things yeah but like those experiences have Have to to still be be pretty traumatizing so like the idea of going up to an apartment for drinks is a very specific thing in her mind now like right and i think it's like she's finally letting someone in for real only to be like oh he's the same right Right, because that's what that means in her brain is like yes. going up for drinks means we're gonna go. But then uh, he's a, I'm gonna go punch some dicks. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then he's like a he's a doctor, and so she goes and meets him at his practice, <laughs> and it's like I'm is essentially like I I know I acted weird. Do you want to get dinner? Or she and no, he has he a says, great moment. Where- he says, "Do you want to get dinner?" And she's like, "Aren't you working?" And he looks at someone sitting in the waiting room and goes, "Oh no, um, he actually he has cancer Leukemia. or something." And he's looking in. He's not going to make it. There's nothing more I can do. So we can just leave. And she's like, "Oh my god!" And he goes, "No, I'm kidding. My shift's over." <laughs> it's so good. He's so he charming. Is- yes, he really is. And he's got uh, this great moment. Uh, a little a little bit before that before she asks him to dinner where um she's like she says something like i want to i do want to try again or like i like you or something she says like yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. into you and he's yeah, like god that is so you. cool yeah <laughs> which is like <laughs> that's a great reaction to be like god that's just that's just really cool that, <laughs> that you like me <laughs> they do so much in this movie too and it's not hard cuz like Burnham's the fucking coolest Incredible but they do so much person. to like build him up to like finally a good guy. Yep. And also like she lights up with him. Like they have such a cute relationship. They seem like perfect matches for each other. So when yeah. it's revealed <sighs> that he was there at the party. Yep. Um when I went down with Nina. And once again, we don't get a clear distinction as to what his involvement was, really. Like, we know he 
showed up, right? Because we, we kind of hear the like the door open because we never see any video, right. obviously. But God, yeah. we hear the door open and they're like, Ryan, Ryan. And then and then he's like, oh, God, don't film me. But then we don't really, no, can't really tell what's says, going on. He says some other stuff of like, she's so drunk or like, oh, Al. Like he definitely yeah. makes it clear that he was like complicit in what was happening. Yeah. At, at least complicit. <laughs> at, yeah, at the very least. Well, because, so what happens is Allison Brie shows up again. This is when we find out that, like, nothing actually happened. Um, oh, so I guess we should, Cassie, like, after the lawyer decides to stop. Right. To, like, really give in to, you know, try, like, trying to move on in some sort of way, like Molly Shannon tells her to. Mm-hmm. But Allison Brie is like, I have this video. I've had it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Everyone's seen it. We pass it around, and she says, I can't believe we thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. And she kind of says, like, we all stood around and laughed. Yeah. Which is so fucked up. It's so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that sends, I mean, seeing that video, obviously, sends Cassie into a tailspin. Yeah. The first, the first chunk of it would have already done that, and then... Fucking Ryan shows up. <laughs> it's like exactly. Oh my god, <laughs> this poor girl, and just like, oh yeah, right when she was figuring shit out, <sighs> or thought she was. Yeah, right when she was like letting herself be happy. Yeah, and so she goes to Ryan, and I kind of I like that scene too because there's <laughs> yeah. something so funny about Carrie Mulligan's delivery with everything. Yeah. Like he's like she's like, um, "You're gonna give me the bachelor party information address, yeah, address. You're not gonna tell them I'm coming, and if you do, I'll release this video because you work with children. You're not gonna be a doctor anymore." <laughs> and he says like, he says like, "Are you still gonna release it?" And she looks and goes, "I don't know." Yeah. She says it in such Maybe. like a light, like tee-hee-hee. I don't know. Yeah. Who's to say? But boy, does Bo flip quickly as soon as he sees that video. Yeah. Well, it's not even... It seems like he doesn't get mean until the end, where he says... Yeah, he calls now, her neither failure. neither of us will be doctors, you fucking failure. Yeah. And she goes, nice, and leaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is a great response from her. But um, he doesn't, he doesn't get mean until that moment. He, he's, like, he's, like, freaking out, like, oh, God, oh, yeah, God, like, oh, no. Yeah. He says, like, I love you. Yeah. Don't do this. But there's no coming back from that. No. no Ryan. <laughs> Although part of me was, like. Brian. Brian, I was so like, um, I was so convinced that he was going to have a moment of redemption, which like after seeing the whole film, of course he wasn't. That's not the point. Like yeah. he's, he's not supposed to, but I really thought when the police came to his office, he was going to be like, okay, you have to look at Al Monroe. Oh, yeah. I thought like he was going to have a moment of like, he'd do it. Oh shit. Yeah. And then that didn't happen. Yeah. What? What a disappointment. <laughs> so so then we get part four. Four. 
which is the bachelor party. Mm-hmm. She goes dressed as a stripper. <laughs> she drugs all of the guys there, except for Al. Yep. Takes him upstairs. Handcuffs him to the bed. And um, essentially is like, once he's handcuffed, is like, my name's Nina. He's like, no, it's not. He's like, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Don't say that. Nina Fisher, like her first and last name. Yeah. And and they start getting into it, like arguing. Mm-hmm. And then she takes out a scalpel. Yeah. And this was the only part where I was like, mm, maybe I'll have to close my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's like, that's when she has the whole speech about everyone thinks about you. I wonder how many times a day someone other than me thinks about Nina. Yeah. Which is like, or okay, she name. has a mother. All right. Okay, but not the point. <laughs> um, my one, uh, you know, because my brain noticing weird things, she takes off the gloves. She handcuffs him, and then she takes off the gloves to grab the scalpel. And I'm like, Cassie, Cassie, what are you doing? What are you doing, Cassie? There's a are lot you talking of about fingerprints. Yes, or are you talking about? Absolutely, oh, yeah. I'm talking about fingerprints. I was like, I don't think she cares about being sterile. Oh my god. Yeah. I said DNA, bro. I wrote down DNA, bro. DNA. Come on. Yeah. Sheesh. But she she goes, and then they get into heat. Oh, God. It was so hard to watch. Yeah. He gets out of the handcuffs, and he kills her. Yep. He smothers her. Yeah. With a pillow. Which I was just waiting. And it... My thing is always, and you know what? Enola Holmes, only movie... Anola Holmes, not a great movie, but Millie Bobby Brown, she she does the one thing that I'm always yelling at the TV for, you know, in the movies. Someone's getting smothered, someone's getting drowned. I'm just like, play dead, dude. Play dead. Mm. Right? Give it a little time. Make it real, you know, make it, make it feel real. And then just get up and do your stabbing. But, and Millie Bobby Brown, she does it. Spoilers for Enola Holmes. She's getting drowned in like a apple picking kind of situation, and she plays dead, and then she beats the shit out of him. But um, I was like, "Come on, Cassie!" I think just... it's probably a panic. Yeah, I know. Response. I think it's just like a. Yeah, it, but it's like in a horror movie where I'm like, "Don't go this. in the closet," you know. Right. It's one of those situations. Right. But then she's she's really dead, and yep. it's and it's not the end of the movie, and it's shocking. It's such a bold choice. Yeah. They don't show her face, which was also a choice. Which I was happy about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And that's when Schmidt comes in and he's like, bro, it's fine. Yeah. We'll, we'll get rid of the body. There's also a really funny, I don't know if it's supposed to be, I thought it was really funny when Schmidt is like, this isn't your fault. And he goes, it kind of feels like it is. <laughs> it kind of feels like it is, man. It kind of feels like it is, man. It was. It made me laugh so hard. I was like, our main, our like hero just got killed, like legitimately, and he's like, I don't know, bro. And it made me laugh so hard. That that actor had some great facial animation, you know, like he he had some great and his faces. Whole body like like panic yeah. was so. It felt he's so, so real. tight. Everything. This, oh. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was a great actor. That guy. <laughs> You did nothing wrong. This is not your fault. He's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It kind of seems like it is. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and then they burn the body. We see her hand. Yeah, and and Schmidt um, kicks it into the fire, which is kicks it. Like yeah. he's he's the he's the like true like evil person of this movie or the truest evil person. Yeah. Like he has he seemingly he's, has no remorse. He has no redeemable. Yeah. Like yeah. he seems to be the worst of all of these terrible people. The worst of the yeah. worst. Yeah. But then they get the police involved, her parents do, and it's still like no one's believing it still feels like no one's believing women. Well, even the parents are like, she'll come home. But that's more like hope, I guess. Yeah. Well, her mom is like, she was fine. Like, I think her mom is like, she was fine. Like, let her, like. She was getting better. She was getting better. Like, though, this is serious. You do need to look for her. And her dad's like, no, oh, she probably just went away for a bit. But it's like this weird thing of the, the police, like. Looking at each other. It's not even not believing women, but they're just like, oh, yeah, sure. I'm sure she just. Took off. Like. Yeah. She'll be there. She's she maybe hurt herself. Like they're so quick to just be like All Especially right. the guy cop who goes to talk to Bo Burnham and is like kind of just agreeing with everything Bo says. He's like, Yeah, yeah. Cause he says, Do you think she would hurt herself? And Bo's like, Yeah, maybe. And the detective was like, Yeah, that's what I was thinking, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like it's such a weird, like choice for Bo Burnham like this is really when I thought he'd be like I know she was going to this bachelor mm-hmm. party like I don't know if he was trying to protect himself like to not have the video and not have that all be explained but I was also like so you're still defending Al these assholes right. yeah yeah that's that's the other thing that I noticed was the she never it or at least we don't know whether or not she released the video because that would have fucked Bo pretty good i i think she did she did she didn't release it but she gave it to the lawyer oh yeah and she said give this to the police oh yeah you're right right. she gave him the phone she gave the phone yeah so she she so it's at the wedding the wedding's kind of <laughs> funny um bo burnham looks at his phone and it says like pre-sent or scheduled mm-hmm. message from cassie Which, god apple android please Please let me schedule messages and emails for the love of God. Sorry, go on. And it's like it says like, you didn't really think this was the end, did you? Um, and then the police show up and she goes, This is the end. Great, great timing. Um, I hope you enjoyed How'd the she wedding. time that out, you know what I mean? Cause I think the I'm assuming whatever she told the police. Like, the packet for the police was, like, his wedding. He will be here yeah. at this time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it says, love, Cassie winky and face. Nina. Winky, the winky face is the last yeah. thing. Credits. But um, there's also something cool of, like, they had, which the credits were cool, they had, um, for, like, best friend bra- mm-hmm. or necklaces. Oh, like, yeah. Like, gold chains, like... And one said Nina and one said Cassie. And, you know, after Nina died, Cassie wore the Nina right. one all the time. And then it was fat. The police find it where her body right. was burned. And she yeah. gave the Cassie to one Gale. to Gail oh. because now that Cassie's like the victim. Right. Like Gail wore her necklace. That, that was, was so sad. Oh, my God. See, heartbreaking. This I this whole movie. Um, What did you think about the choice to kill 
podcast. I mean, I obviously didn't like it at first. Because <laughs> I was like, because mm -hmm. it felt so <laughs> like there was no, there wasn't going to be any justice or uh, resolution. Like everyone, everything was just going to be status quo and like everyone was going to. Mm -hmm. Um. And for for the longest time in the bedroom, I thought she had faked it and like she was gonna like ah and, <laughs> and fucking kill him, but yeah, but then she yeah. keeps not getting up, and then it's morning, and it's like oh shit, right? She's really dead. I more was confused about like what her actual plan was, because like. She wanted to do the scalpel thing and scalpel Nina into him like a bunch of times or at least one time. Mm -hmm. But the note she wrote to the lawyer and the note she wrote to Gail, I think, uh, or in the texts, I guess, it just seemed like she knew yeah. she was going to die. And I was like, that wasn't your plan. How did you know? No. Because even in the I note I kind of think to... her plan was to kill him. And then run away. And then live a life yeah. of, like, on the run. Yeah, or something okay. like that. So yeah. everything I read was that the original... Because she... when Okay, so because when she um first gets to the... Uh, Cabin. Party, the she throws her license plate off her car. Oh, didn't catch that at all. I was too distracted by... Uh, Which is, yeah. Writing down, um... Ah, uh, yes... It's Britney, bitch. That's what I wrote down. Because that's when Britney's. Britney <laughs> I also that more. whole time I was like, she she walks in her um she walks like in her bare feet um on a gravel path, and I was like, well, that has to hurt. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, but I so what I read was um that Emerald uh, Fennel said the the original script ended with that scene in the bedroom. Oh God! And he just kills her, and then it's with her credits. dying. He just kills her. Yeah, that's what and that was over. my fear. And going, like, I was like, are they just gonna ro yeah roll credits right now? Because I think the whole message of the movie is that like she, I mean, she gets a little justice, but not really. And I think the whole thing is that the the, the problem, problem is that she can't solve the problem is because it's systematic and it's. You know, it's a bigger yeah. issue than, like, she was failed by so many people in this system, and, like, this ends up being mm -hmm. the result, you know? But producers were like, Cassie is so smart and so cunning, she would definitely have mm -hmm. a backup plan. And Emerald was like, you're right. So that's why she added part mm -hmm. five. And it's definitely tick marks because it's four and getting then arrested. Slash. Yeah, it's a slash. So, uh, and uh, Schmidt just bounces <laughs> immediately. The she cops come. Runs like a cartoon. <laughs> he runs character. the other direction. <laughs> so funny. Which um, you know, you know, the minute Al gets into a cell with his lawyer, he is ratting that son of a bitch out. Oh my god! So fast. That that. <laughs> Brotherly yeah. love goes out the window. Absolutely not. For sure. Because they're terrible and they don't actually care about people. Um, does she actually die? WTF, man. No justice, just like Nina. 
Scheduled, baby. <laughs> I cheered at the end. What end? When like, wh when the which police moment? came. Oh, okay. When it, when the text came in. It was oh, the music was so good. But yeah, I cheered when when he started getting texts. So like the, the point because I was so because like, <laughs> it was an uh, oh shit <laughs> like oh I was so like oh god and then and then the you didn't really think that was the end did you and I was like Cassie <laughs> she's doing it let's go um, let's do this and yeah that poor bride <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I mean. She did have her bridesmaids play congas terribly at her wedding, so mm, yeah, can't well, feel too bad for her. Maybe they offered. <laughs> what a nuts movie, dude. I loved it. Crazy. Yeah. Just uh, subverting expectations left and right. Just performances all around grand the directing jesus christ the directing was so good it was nuts in a good way it was, it was insane the one shot that like everyone's kind of picking up on is the one of just carrie mulligan against that white wall with that mm -hmm. teal teal yeah, yeah behind her that was that was the coolest shot there were so many cool shots that made her look like she had wings or made her look like she was an angel. Or devil. Um, there's one uh, with um, with uh, McLovin where there's a poster in the background uh, w with a devil on it. I don't know. And she mm -hmm. like walks past it. And for a second, she ha it's like the horns are like above her. It was just like everything was so intentional and visually interesting and... I think it was, like, intentional for it to be, like, this thriller that's really pretty and girly looking, but then it is, like, so fucking dark yeah. and, like, twisted and cool. Like, I just think that's awesome. And I read um, one interview with Emerald Fennel talking about the death scene. Um, It's probably the same one where she said it was going to be the ending, mm -hmm. but she said she thinks of, um, she thinks Cassie is an angel or a saint um, coming to like, you know. Uh, right right like, wrongs. Right wrongs. And um, she said the reason for her death is that most saints end up being martyrs, dying for their cause. Hmm. And that's what Cassie does too. Yeah. Oh, man. Ugh. So Oscars. So Oscars, yeah, because this is part of our Oscar series. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, nominated for Best motion, motion Picture of the Year, Best Performance by an Actress in a Leading Role, Carrie Mulligan, Best Achievement in Directing for Emerald Fennel, Best Original Screenplay for Emerald Fennel, and Best Achievement in Film Editing for Frédéric Thorval. I'm assuming it's French. You nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I could have gotten like a 
production design or something. It was so like, yeah. Or even, even like the pharmacy, like the way the lights look. Yeah, like, that pharmacy was a cool ass yeah. pharmacy. <laughs> yeah, light. The lighting was really cool. Cinematography. I just. I feel like it could have gotten huh. a costume too. Yeah, I agree. I think it could have gotten everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think? Because we're uh, part of our Oscar series, we're gonna we're gonna do like mm-hmm. little predictions. Do you think? Yeah. What do you think? It's most likely to like w- actually win. What do you think? Best actress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's most likely to win best actress in screenplay. Okay. But I think. Sorkin is also favored to win screenplay. Oh. Which, by the way, he doesn't need. <laughs> um, we get it. And I and I love the man. <laughs> He's probably my favorite writer. Uh, and then uh, uh, Viola Davis won um, Best Actress at the SAGs last night. And that's a pretty big mm. predictor. But I also kind of think that's bullshit because she's in the movie for 26 minutes (laughs) yeah leading is the sirens are on our end yeah they're coming for me oh god (gasps) cassie's coming after me oh god god that was um that was one relieving thing about this movie was you know did you feel like a good person yeah (laughs) felt like they are you know what's funny is that (laughs) They're really setting the standards low for men. Oh man, yeah. They, in this they, movie, they they really got no. I mean, Cl- Clancy Clancy Brown probably the the one. Her dad. Yeah, probably the one dude he who's seems like. Nice. Yeah, he seemed all right. Oh, that moment where he says like, "I love Nina like a daughter, and I miss her, but I've missed you too." Yeah. I was like, oh, it's yeah. just oh, <sighs> so sweet. So sweet. Just what you need from a dad, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's probably the only uh, only redeemable guy. Because oh, the, the the one good thing that we I didn't mention, it's the first scene of the fucking movie, and I didn't mention it, um, is the the one, like, of the three guys, like, um, uh, Sam Richardson is being a tool, uh, the other guy is being a tool, and... Gossip Girl is being like, oh, guys, stop being so sexist, you know? How dare you? He was on the OC. Oh, shit. Penn Badgley was in Gossip Girl. <laughs> Spoilers for Gossip Girl. Who is Gossip Girl? Is it Penn, Penn Badgley? Correct. Oh, okay. Do they look similar? Because they kind of look. <laughs> They're both white men with brown hair. Like I don't really know. dark I guess hair. They, do. they have like black hair. Yeah, I totally thought that Brody was. Brody doesn't have black hair. It's like Ben Badgley does. It's like dark, dark brown, like like almost it's black. It's brown. Why are we fighting about my this? hair's brown? His hair is very dark brown. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Adam Brody, who I thought was uh, Gossip Girl, the OC guy. He he's the one who goes over, and I'm like, oh, you know, he's gonna just take her home and be cool. And then he's like, you want to go up to my apartment? And it's like, ah. Well, and there's something so like creepy about that scene. I mean, uh, there's so much that's creepy about that scene. I should say. <laughs> yeah. But he offers her. 
kumquat uh, flavored liqueur. And she's like, this is and awful. I was like, what self-respecting person <laughs> has kumquat flavored anything? Yeah. But there's also a cool part in that where it's the beginning of the movie. So we this is the first we've seen Carrie Mulligan. She just looks really drunk the mm-hmm. whole time. And then she's like sprawled out on the bed. Yeah. And she just looks up at the camera to the, straight into the camera overhead. And it's so cool. I think there's a musical cue, too. Yes. As soon as that happened, I went <gasps> like, I got so excited. I was like, shit, this is going to be fun. Like, this is going to be a fun movie to watch. And <laughs> but there's something the really like to me, the most disturbing part of that scene was when Adam Brody is on top of her. He keeps saying, you're OK. You're fine. Yeah, you're safe. He keeps saying I'm, you're safe. He's saying you're safe. Yeah, he's like, you're safe. I have you. You're safe. And there was something so disgusting. Yeah. Like, made it even more disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, And then she just, like, grabs his fucking face and is like, I said. Yeah. And then I thought she killed him, but turns out. No, she did not. Yeah. What are you to think it'll win for, Oscars? Um... I think it, like, based on what I think it did well, I think actress, directing, and screenplay are all super available. Um, I, I guess I don't know, I don't really know what it, what this is up against in those categories, necessarily. I guess actress, right. uh, you got uh, Viola Davis, but what, do you know, do you know what's up for directing? I do. It's um, probably going to forget at least one of them, but it's Fincher for Mank. Okay. It's it's Mank, Nomadland, maybe Trial of Chicago 7, mm-hmm. Promising Young Woman, and something else. I mean, out of those, I mean, Trial of the Chicago 7 was, it wasn't, I think that's what we should watch next time, by the way. Yeah, but but Trial of the Chicago 7 is just not visually stunning. Oh, it's not like... It's not nominated. Oh, okay. It's Thomas Vinterberg for Another Round. Okay, don't know what that is. David Fincher for Mank. Which Chloe I haven't seen, but... Know My Land. Promising Young Woman, and then Minari. Oh my god, Minari was beautiful. That is what I've heard. And it wasn't even like... And I think Nomadland will win. Yeah? Yeah. Should we do... I mean, I... Should we do Nomadland? I haven't seen Nomadland yet, but I really like Trousing Young Woman. Yeah. I think we should do maybe Mank. We could do any of those three, I feel like. Mank. Mank or... Trials or uh, Nomadland. Yeah. But yeah, I thought those three... I don't... mm. Film editing was like fine, but there were a few moments of film of where I noticed the editing in a not great way, because it was that mm. comedic scene with the bongos, and then uh, the scene after the um, uh, Dean with the car thing. It just didn't. It seemed like such a abrupt kind of thing. It's like confusing. Like where are we and what are we doing here, and then. It just kind of, we're on to the third tick mark. So, but, mm-hmm. I mean, otherwise it was fine, but it was really the directing, I feel like, that 
was so visually like, whoa, like a thrill ride. Rotten reviews. Heck yeah. These were hard to find because there's like. It's such a recent movie. Oh. Yeah. Um, I mean, the second one maybe is, but like. Um, yeah, there's a, not a lot of like funny <laughs> criticism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine it's a lot of um, eye, eye rolly, you know, making you like, ugh. Yeah, it, it's that or it's it's a lot of this was really triggering. Oh. Which is fair. Fair. But I also feel like that was maybe obvious. <laughs> Like, I don't know, is that bad to say? It's <laughs> uh, like, what, that's the, what the... Yeah, that might be victim blaming Courtney. That's what the subject matter is. <laughs> I don't doubt that it's triggering. I just don't know how it would not be. Right. Yeah. Um. Okay. This is from Key or Kai. K-I, what do you think that is? I, I would say Key. Key, like Kiki, that would make sense if there's mm. two. Maybe Kiki. March 30th, 2021. A mere, a mere <laughs> few days. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wish I could give it zero stars. You can only give a half, half star. Yeah. That's the lowest review you can get. Um, a triggering reminder of how predators get away with everything at the expense of women. She spent so much time on revenge that didn't impact most of the people she was trying to stop. Half star. I don't agree. I don't agree well, either, but I get that. I get. It. I don't know. But the uh, I think that's part of the point is that like, um, she still, like, she didn't get the happy ending that we all wanted for her, and it's it's because like <laughs> this whole system's fucked. But this whole system's fucked. I think that's what we're supposed to take. I also think it's like. She's not really going about this the right way. Like, yeah. I don't think there is a right way, but I don't think we're supposed to be like, that's smart. You know, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, um, like, she, I think she's very much on the border of anti-hero the whole time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and I think back to the trailer, I think you see the trailer and you either take it as campy or cheesy or you take it as like, this is going to be a really cathartic woman like getting hers and you know finally showing these predators who's boss and if that's what you're going in for it's definitely not that not that for a lot of it but but she says um key i don't know if i'm misgendering there but um key says um on revenge that didn't impact most of the people she was trying to stop which i uh she pretty much got revenge on everybody pretty 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 much she yeah she says it didn't impact yeah it did i mean allison brie is shaken up <laughs> uh al's um, in jail max is definitely in jail uh, uh uh schmidt is definitely in jail even though he ran away we can assume he Bo is probably Bo's probably not practicing anymore or yeah he probably like his he probably was fired mm-hmm. Um, Connie Britton probably, you know, peed on her desk chair. <laughs> right. Gotta get a new one. Those things are expensive. Yeah. 
for sure. Mm-hmm. That guy's car is broken. Super broken. Um, when that windshield is shattered, <laughs> and um, yeah, who else? That's it, right? That's about it. And I think we're supposed to hope that those guys that she, you know, pretended to be drunk and went home with, aren't gonna do that yeah. again. Although they're bad guys, right, so. so you know. Maybe. What does Kenneth have to say? Okay. Kenneth P. Kenneth Parcell from 30 Rock? Oh. Kenneth well. the Page? <laughs> I He wouldn't like this movie. It'd be too scary for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he needs to watch The Muppets. Right. Um. Okay. February 17th, 2021. Meh. This movie served no purpose. There are better ways to profile female empowerment that make a film than make a film that is so that so obviously hates men. Every man in the movie is either evil or weak, and most are both. Except Daddy, of course. <laughs> Not a single club guy sleeps on the couch or drives her home without assaulting her. By the way, young, tall, good-looking pediatric surgeons don't chase mysterious moody baristas. Carrie Mulligan deserves better. Laverne Cox is good in it also. <laughs> Two stars. Uh, two stars. I agree. Laverne Cox is great. Nick. Yeah. No, you got me there. Um. <laughs> wow. So. <laughs> it's a lot to unpack here. Lots to unpack. Um. Dad, don't ever say daddy ever again. Um. Yeah. Not a single here. Not a single c- club guy sleeps on the couch or drives her home without assaulting her. Um. Those guys. Question mark. The good guys that you're talking about were in the background of the film. This film was about the guys who don't do that. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, they're not in this movie because that's not what the movie's about. <laughs> it's about the... Right. The rapists. And the yeah. sexual assaulters. Yeah. Come on, guys. Also, I don't think this is a movie about female empowerment. No. Well, the trailer might have you yeah, thinking different, but yeah, no. This is like, this is a movie about a broken woman who's tr- <laughs> like <laughs> trying to make herself feel better. At all costs. At all costs. And yeah. And it costs her everything. And Kenneth, I think um, I'm a little disappointed in you. I think you should have learned something from watching this. <laughs> yeah. Well, feels like you need it. By the way, young, <laughs> tall, like good looking kind of pediatric surgeons don't. <laughs> Don't chase mysterious moody baristas. Okay, Kenneth. Okay. Are you a tall, good-looking pediatric surgeon? Yeah, I'm offended as a fake surgeon. Because (laughs) I would definitely go after the moody barista. And I'm offended as a person who can't even get a job as a barista. (laughs) Those are hard jobs to get. Yeah. In a city? Are you kidding? (laughs) I'm certainly not. It's hard to get a barista job. It's an industry to get into. You tips. Right. Yeah. Laverne Cox out here making her own business, and you're calling, you're, you're, you're sweet, it was whispering sweet nothings into her ear while while you're bagging on her best friend, Carrie Mulligan. Also, yeah, Laverne Cox deserves the praise. She's hilarious. She's great. When she asks, <laughs> when she asks that tall, good-looking pediatrician <laughs> if he kills children, it's super funny. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, 
no. God, and, like, and he again has I great mean, some, reactions. He has such good delivery. Yeah. He's like, I mean, some children have died or have passed while I was operating. So yes, and she's like, so you do. <laughs> you kill children. Stop asking me if he kills children. I'll stop when he stops killing children. That's fair. That's where the movie could have been longer for me. I could have had more moments of her just like yeah. <laughs> ripping him. Yeah. Boom roasting. And, and Bo just taking it. <laughs> just having just having great delivery of trying to seem relaxed <laughs> while stumbling. <laughs> so um fuck you, Kenneth, I think is the point. Yep. yep. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Here's the real one. Jill of all trades. Emerald Fennel's promising young woman is a timely, fearless, and peerless reminder that this legacy continues. uh, Fennel, too, is not just a director and screenwriter, but an actor, as well as being a showrunner on the second series of Killing Eve. But promising young woman alone is proof enough that for Fennel, this is only the beginning of what is guaranteed to be an extraordinary career. Powerful, bleakly funny, and wearing its gender politics on its sleeves with unflinching bravado. Promising Young Woman is a perfect is as perfect a film as you will find if you can handle the subject matter. Perfectly directed, perfectly cast, perfectly written, and with a soundtrack to die for. Promising Young Woman is already film of the year. Alexandra Heller Nicholas from ABC. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. You did it. <laughs> you done did it, Emerald. You you made me turn on Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> Man, That's wait, huge. how old is Emerald Fennel? Emerald. 30s? I hope young because I hope we have such a long career with her. 85. Same oh, so age as Carrie Mung. Oh, thank God. Yeah, we get a lot of them. She's also very funny in her little scene. And she's a cameo of a blogger, yeah. <laughs> a makeup blogger, and she's she teaches you how to get perfect blowjob lips. Incredible. <laughs> Made me laugh really hard. Yeah, and you know it gives me a little hope, you know, cuz she didn't she didn't become she didn't do directing until she was 35 and it's like, well, I feel like I'm doing nothing at 26. Well, she's directed other things, so, but well, this was her first feature film. Let me, let me Okay. I think I'm going to peak at like 43. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. I think that's when I'll really come into my own. Um, professionally, personally. Yeah, they always say... Emotionally. You know, it, it, don't don't worry about it. If you're a late bloomer, that's fine. And I'm like, well, how late is, is like late? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I'm going to be an elderly bloomer. Right. <laughs> like... <laughs> When I finally when I finally get all this shit figured out, it's gonna be we're gonna be late in the game. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like. When people are like, thank God you didn't peak in high school. I'm like, well, I also didn't peak in college or grad school right. or post grad. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or my twenties at all. Or, or my twenties. Um maybe not even my thirties. So Yeah, forty three. Four forty three and three quarters. It's a good age, forty three. Yeah. I'll finally get my own car. <laughs> God. Uh, Courtney, how many Oscars would you give Promising Young Woman? I think I can 
I think I can maybe guess. Um, I'd maybe give it three out of ten. Yeah. I'm kidding. Um, I'm gonna give it. It'd be funny if I just rated it super fucking low. <laughs> <laughs> I actually hated this. <laughs> I was just doing an acting exercise for the past two hours. Improv. Im- oh, improv. <laughs> yes, and. Ooh, yes, and safe space, supportive. Oh, I hit my mic because I was snapping. Um, yeah, I'm giving it ten Oscars. I had such a good time. I think this movie's great. I think everyone should watch it. I thought it was so surprising. Um, I was so engaged in it. I felt so many emotions. When it was done, I literally had to go for a walk. <laughs> um, and I did so while listening to the soundtrack. Mm. Um, and also, immediately after it was done, I was like, I kind of just want to watch it again. Sure. Well, you've only got so, 24 hours because it's a rental, so get on it. And you know what? Maybe I'll watch it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was a great movie. I thought it was just really, like, cool. You know, it was just, like, it was the first movie I've seen in a long time that I was like, this is different and cool and exciting. And it made me just really, like, jazzed. Yeah. Yep. I think I'm also going to give it 10 out of 10 Oscars. Oh, thank God. Um, (laughs) Because, yeah, I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd change a thing. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, it just, it drives its point home pretty, pretty perfectly, I think. And, like, I know, like... Obviously, it's sad. Like, it's a sad movie. Like, it's a tragic It's heartbreaking. Tragedy. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. But I cannot stress enough, this movie is fun. <laughs> like, the colors and the... It's so weird. It's so funny. <laughs> like, it's so weird because the tone it's is just so crazy. so funny. But it is so funny. There are scenes that are so joyous and so, like, hopeful. And, like, the colors, the costumes, the lighting, the, like the cinematography um it it's it's fun like it's fun this is a fun movie to watch yeah y- you know like and it's... Ju- you can and like Ugh. i said at the beginning the 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 way it starts with uh boys or whatever the song is and yeah and those shots of all these dudes crotches it's just crotch shots of all these dudes and they're all wearing khakis they're and they're all khakis. like just humping the air and they're all wearing yeah. like button downs tucked into their fucking khaki. Yeah. <laughs> Which Tyler is doing right now. <laughs> tucked into their khakis. Body it's... rolling and Ugh. they're having a good time. And it's just so funny because God. I love the tone of this. This is like what I like try to write, which is something super sad and dark that's also just a comedy. Yeah. I love it. Um, and God, I I'm I don't think I, I'm gonna think about this movie a lot. I think like tonight as yeah. I'm trying to sleep and what's what I mean? To... I was like, I can't stay in my apartment. I need to go walk around because <laughs> <laughs> there's the just the 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 whole section after the lawyer part where she's finally getting it together and like 
Bo is being so fucking funny and cute and they're so yeah. adorable together and it just feels so perfect. And then and they're singing Paris Hilton that's so it's funny so like good it's just so it's like a it, it turned into a romantic comedy. It romped. It turned into a romantic comedy. It reminded me of train wreck in that moment. <laughs> yeah. Where like she's like, "Oh, gross for kissing on the train." Like that like montage. <laughs> and it was just you said hopeful and that's a really good word um for for the they really build up your hopes and, and then they just the moment where madison comes over with the with the phone see and and they keep doing this where they where you don't you're not expecting these things to happen with with the oc guy being the nice one and then not being the nice one and then just and then this specifically where Madison you you think oh god like you know the situation is not great when Madison says like well not great in terms of like Cassie's future mental health but um because and, and Madison says like I have a video so you already know like this is gonna fuck things up a little bit like we were so hopeful for for this moment but to then have Ryan be in the video it's just like you already got a gut a gut punch and then they just came in with the left hook and it's like oh my god it's devastating they build up your hope and then they drop it on the floor and then they run a truck <laughs> over it and then they have a bunch of children come and stomp all over it and then <laughs> they put they light it on fire and then when it's all over they stab it's, you <laughs> it's like yeah it's fun it's crazy and it's so funny. When I think this is like, uh, I feel like every year there's one, not every year, but like there's always one Oscar movie for me that's like, oh yeah, this is an actually like enjoyable movie. Because a lot of times they're like <laughs> hard and like dramatic and can be boring. Yeah. And, and feel like baity. Um, but then you get, you get your Itanias, you mm -hmm. get your Ladybirds. Yeah. You get your little you know if they just would feature more women we'd have some fun <laughs> movies it turns out. right you get your little women um Jeez. and those are the ones to me that i'm like they're like they're win everything please i wish they'd win everything i know they they won't <laughs> um but they're the movies that i'm actually gonna watch again yeah you think i'm gonna watch shape of water <laughs> oh i've seen that movie so many times Oh really? The minute the Oscar season was over, I was like, "See ya." <laughs> you, oh. you think who the fuck's rewatching Manchester by the Sea right now? <laughs> Nobody. No one. Nobody. Do you want to know what we what I've seen many times? Uh, I Tanya. Mm. Um, <laughs> like. <laughs> oh, Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. Yes, Jojo Rabbit. Ooh, I've seen. And I think it's I've like, seen that movie like on six comedies. times probably. <laughs> And it does feel like movies that are like kind of funny, funny but like have a heart and like yeah, really. But like would be more comedic than the other nominees. Yeah, like don't actually get the respect they deserve, but they're the ones you're actually gonna rewatch. Yeah. <sighs> I did go see Little Women Alone. Um, oh God! In the theater, I didn't know what it was about. I had not read the book. Sure. But um, parts of it hit home. Um, 
And boy, did I sob in the theater. Yeah. No, yeah. I... There was about six other people. Half of those six were children. Um, and I, boy, was I just a woman alone <laughs> sobbing in a theater. <laughs> yeah. For a long time. It's a long Audibly movie. Audibly sobbing. It's a long movie. I Did I enjoy it? Yes. Yeah. But did I have to calm myself down after? <laughs> also, yes. I saw a really cool video of um, someone just... It was a it was a quick, like, Twitter video, but they were um, mm-hmm. breaking up the movie into, like, super small chunks. Uh, well, actually, they broke up the book into super small chunks. And they, like, futzed around with, like, the order and showed you how mm-hmm. the movie... Because the book is linear. The book yeah. has, like... A section when they're young and it goes from front to back and then there's a, a break and then it's when they're older and it goes front to back so there's no time jumps but yeah. Greta Gerwig's movie is all over the place and right. this guy like showed how she did it how she did her order and like this is when this happens and then that's why we go back in time right at that moment to show like how this person got to be that way but we've already seen her in the future so we, we're learning and it's it was just a really cool video of like how Greta Gerwig like restructured this story oh we love Greta. yeah we need to do little women I people complained about the timeline I had never read the book I knew nothing about it I was not confused I was maybe a little confused for a second but by the end of it I feel like it like came to it figured in my brain it figured itself out it was like oh okay the final like puzzle piece and it's like i can see the full timeline now right like there were probably several moments where i was like wait where are we but then i figured it out i wasn't like confused for an entire scene i was confused for like two seconds right yeah you eventually Um, figure out what's going on and you know i'm bad with timelines (laughs) so (laughs) oh there you go yeah so, what are we watching next week? Do you want to do Mank or Trial of the Chicago 7 or Nomadland? Um, what you thinking? Kind of want to do Trial of the Chicago 7. Okay. You can do that. You can just skim it. <laughs> no, I'll have to rewatch it cuz I don't that movie did not stick with me. But most don't. You know, the plot, at least. The performances are mm, good. Yeah. I, I really like the performances. I remember those, for sure. But. Oh, this was great. I'm so glad we watched this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Courtney, if people wanted to follow you on the internet, where would they do it? How would they do it? Um, I'm at, um, <laughs> they'd open an app. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick an app any app and then type in Cordal Hall and then press follow yep yep and then um, yep. if you wanted to follow me if, you, if you're so inclined uh, you can follow me at uh, <laughs> Tyler's New Groove on Twitter and Instagram and if you want to follow the podcast we are at Film Schooled FM on Twitter Instagram and TikTok, baby. And TikTok. We got a TikTok. Hell yeah. It's just going to be me posting the reels that are the um, 
the little clips from the show. I feel like we could also record us recording and as we wanted to. <laughs> Just like <laughs> the the stuff that doesn't make it in the show, like uh, it's like <clears throat> oh, the stuff we cut <laughs> or deleted scenes or our our pre before we before we start recording. Yeah, like oh shit, the the backup's not working. Hold on. <laughs> um, <laughs> just mouth or, sounds. You know what'd be fun? Um, just <laughs> just me, just a recording of me sitting here waiting for Tyler to get on Zoom. <laughs> All you hear is the your your neighbors <laughs> like. Yeah, just me like drinking coffee like. As a visual <laughs> gag of me drinking water. Um, that'd be fun. Just one of us breathing. I think we should put all of our old ones on TikTok too. Yeah, I'll have to get to the like the backlog. And but we I need more. The we Ma need... Rainey one. Yes, you did. That was a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> You're so mean. We need more. Um, we need more hashtags. That's what the kids. The the um, there's a limit. I could only put one in, so I I had to pick one that I thought was like big but not too big is there like a character limit yeah it was a character limit so i put mm. the same i'll have to trim the so cop the social copy um mm. that's a term from the biz you know what i mean um, yeah don't don't know ladies don't be intimidated by, <laughs> by the jargon by, by Tyler's industry jargon <laughs> um the uh i don't know why i went with ladies <laughs> Um, fellas, you also don't need to be intimidated. No need. <laughs> don't worry, fellas. Don't, don't worry, worry, fellas. Uh, <laughs> God, um, I need to go to bed. I'll, I'll have to cut that down, um, so that we can do more hashtags. Because yeah, that's very important for TikTok. I was looking at it. I was like, I don't really know how TikTok works, but I think you need all the those those hash. Hashes. I tried to. What I've noticed, uh, some of my favorite TikTok content creators will. Whatever's like the trending hashtag, mm -hmm. no matter what their TikTok is about, <laughs> they'll put the trending hashtag in. And usually they're not necessarily trending organically. They're trending because someone paid to have them trending. So yeah. it's like, do the do. And it's like, okay, so Mountain Dew is having a sponsored thing going on right now. Cool, cool, cool. And that's smart. Those people are smart. The, yeah, yeah. So they're putting like, they're talking about Marvel or comics because it's my mm -hmm. TikTok and um, right. it's my it's my for you page and uh they've all got do the do in their in their <laughs> description so i know we should end the podcast but do you want to know what's what i what tiktok i've stumbled upon tiktoker a, a, a creator or a, no a... you know how like it's like dog tiktok or whatever oh sure right 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 <clears throat> dog talk and i can't for the life of me figure out why yeah, how you got there. But I am on college decision TikTok. Oh. <laughs> it shows up on my for you page all the time. I'm just like, watching children opening, opening their letters. college decision. Like or or no, it it's like this like thing where they show like a picture of the school and then it'll say like the percentage it takes to like the acceptance rate and then it'll be like accepted, rejected, um, waitlisted and it'll be like six of them or like however many places they applied yeah. and i'm just like sitting there and then sometimes you like, <laughs> you like see someone opening their nyu letter and then they're sobbing because 
<laughs> then I get in, and I'm like, why am I watching these children? What? Make yeah, these decisions. Their, their hopes and dreams are either I getting know. crushed or validated. And like in my mind, I'm not that much older than them because, like, realistically, I'm not. But it's also weird for me to be like when when you think of it, like me an adult watching an 18 year old or 17 year old just like open their mail. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. It's essentially what I'm doing. Yeah, um, yeah. It would be weird. I don't think I'd ever post uh, a rejection video. I don't think that'd be like something yeah. I'd want to well, do as does... the person getting rejected. Well, and it does make me. <laughs> it makes me sad when they get rejected unless they were applying to like really fancy schools and I'm like duh um, <laughs> I'm like don't know these you did you, you did that to yourself kid they're like oh I'm like oh you got rejected from Princeton I was like are you really that shocked like I feel like it could go either way like regardless of how smart you are with those Ivy Leagues yeah um and then some of them they'll post these like <laughs> <laughs> these videos where it's like all these schools they apply to all the acceptance rates are like 70 percent 70 percent 70 percent they get they get like rejected from like two of them and then they'll be like <laughs> a school that's 12 percent acceptance rate and they'll get in <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> what how does college work <laughs> <laughs> it's bullshit that's what it is for sure for sure but anyway huh what an interesting you ever see me looking at my phone Probably watching some high school students yeah. <laughs> find out where they're going to college. Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting talk to be on. Yeah, I, well, and then it's my fault because I do just watch all of them. Right. Yeah, you, Still you perpetuate now. Like now the, I've perpetuated it. Yeah, for sure. I find myself somehow, again, uh, again, I don't know how, but I have found myself on uh, skate talk, skateboarders. Oh. Uh, guitar talk. Guitar, 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 I've always wanted to be a skateboarder. I've always wanted to be part of that scene. You know what I mean? You said skateboard talk, and I was like, yeah, I could see it. Because I've always sort of dressed like a skateboarder. I was going to say, I've, I've known you to have checkered vans. Sure. Not checkered. Never yeah. checkered. <laughs> not At least sure? not personally. Yeah, no, no, I've never had checkered mm. vans. But um, definitely vans. Well, I mean, vans are all I wear anymore. Um, because Macbeth went out of business. Anyway, um, the yeah, I've always wanted to be a skateboarder, so maybe TikTok just figured that out. I just have terrible balance yeah. in in like like it's it's like an anti superpower essentially. Like, it, I mean, same. It's like they should study me and figure out like how does someone have this t bad of balance. I tripped getting my mail today and um there was someone walking on the sidewalk <laughs> towards us and it was like an obvious like big trip like <laughs> off of one step yeah like of my like yeah and it was um it's embarrassing i immediately i did the i did the worst thing which is i immediately just took out my phone and pretended i was like looking up something like I was like oh i have an important text i need to answer right now oh, after, I, after i tripped no one will notice Put it up to your ear and start don't talking to contact, nobody don't <laughs> 
Like, oh, hey, John. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll pick up avocados. Thanks for calling. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. No problem. I was on my way to get them. Right right now. Mm, I love guacamole. (laughs) All right, John. All right, good talking. No, you bring the limes. (laughs) I brought the limes last time, John. Come on. (laughs) Cut me some slack here. Come on. Just turns into a big argument. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, it's 10 p.m. We're getting loopy. Hold on. It's 9 here, bro. Oh, well. It is kind of (laughs) late. Have you eaten? Yeah. Okay, I haven't. <laughs> mm. So, I had that nice hour break. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Well, what did we decide? Trial of the Chicago Sun. Okay. <laughs> Next time. Um. <laughs> Next time on Film School. <laughs> Tonight. <laughs> But I will be yeah, I'm just gonna tonight. keep bringing that up. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> um, I have a story to tell you when we end. It's gonna be too long to do okay. now. <laughs> All right. See you next time. Trial of Chicago Seven. It's on Netflix, so that's easy. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And and cut. Um. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> oh. Boy. <laughs>